Sooner fans, Longhorn Nation, welcome to episode 47, a special episode of the Boomer Bebo podcast, the only podcast exclusively dedicated to covering the greatest rivalry in college football, the University of Texas and the University of Oklahoma. I'm with my man, Kevin Miller. I'm John Whitson. It is January 31st, 2023, and the Big 12 schedule has finally been released. We know who we play, we know when we play, and maybe more importantly, thank goodness for K-State not being on the schedule, we know who we don't play. Kevin, are you fired up? I'm very fired up, man. We've been waiting on this. The Big 12 definitely made us wait for this, but I'm glad it's out. We can start preparing potential road trips, so... Well, let's let, talk me, about let, it. Me, let me first start by saying of utmost importance to the Boomer Bevo podcast listeners, the the Oklahoma-Texas game, or as they say on Kevin's side of the screen, Texas-Oklahoma game, is set for October 7th in Dallas. Red letter date. Keep that in mind. We avenge 49 nothing on no, October don't. 7th. On October 7th. No, um, hey, I've got a special treat. There's a special treat for the Boomer Bevo podcast today. We are going to have our first ever guest on. It is a BYU law grad alum. And you know what, Kevin? Let's just bring him in right now. And let's talk a little bit about what BYU thinks about being part of this schedule. Are you okay with that? Let's do it. Okay. I'm okay with it. Joe Young, can you hear us okay? Joe, you're on mute. I don't know. Are you? Can I take him off of mute? Okay, you're unmuted now. Awesome. Joe Young, you good? I'm good. It's good to be here. Um, this is a pretty big day for the Big 12. Pretty big day for BYU, I imagine. Getting to getting your first Big 12 schedule, you've had a little time to look at it. You know that you get to play Oklahoma on November 18th. You get to play the University of Texas on October 28th. You've got some recent history with those two teams. What does BYU fan think about A, joining the Big 12, and B, the way the schedule looks? Oh, I think BYU fans are incredibly excited. You know, 10 years or 12 years of independence and to finally get a conference schedule, I think people are just happy to, to see a schedule that makes sense and to see a schedule that has tough games in November. I mean, November has been FCS games and stuff like that for, for the last 10 years. So to have a November schedule with tough teams, including Oklahoma, uh, BYU fans are stoked. So your November slate is going to look like this. It's going to be at West Virginia. You're going to have to make a cross-country trip. Iowa State, you're going to host Iowa State, host Oklahoma on the 18th, and you'll close out against at Oklahoma State. Depending on how well ISU and OSU are doing, I think OU is going to be doing pretty well in November. That's a pretty tough slate compared to what y'all have experienced in the past. Yeah, especially the November slate. But altogether, the schedule is not easy. I don't. I, I would be interested to see other people's take, but BYU seems to get a lot tougher schedule here than the other new uh, the other newcomers. Um, to give some love to the uh, Bevo side of this podcast, Kevin, would you like to talk about the last two games that Texas played against BYU and how those results worked out for you guys? Listen, I still have PTSD from those games, man. Anytime I hear the words Taysom Hill, I almost I cringe a little bit. <laughs> Listen, what that guy did to us on two occasions, I mean, he should be in jail for that. 
It was just wrong. It still hurts, by the way. Still hurts. Uh, Joe, who who are we looking at on y'all's roster? Who who is who is the is there an, is there another Taysom Hill? Um, do we got some running backs? I mean, what, what's the what's BYU's roster looking like for next year, and and how good do y'all expect to be? I think there's some nervousness, especially with this year and the schedule that we're looking at. There's a BYU lost a ton of offensive linemen, uh, several to the portal and a few to the NFL draft. Uh, Jaron Hall, who is the quarterback and a great quarterback, is declared early for the NFL draft. Um, the running back is gone. So we're looking at rebuilding. Puka Nakua, who is the best wide receiver, has gone to the NFL early. So a little bit rough. It looks like probably the starting quarterback will be Keaton Slovis, you've seen at USC yeah. and then Pitt. Um, and so people are nervous in terms of what we're going to see on the field. But every year, there's especially with missions and stuff, you see – players leaving, players coming back, and they tend to cobble up something decent. So I think that people are excited, excited to be part of the schedule and part of the conference, but a little bit nervous about what we have coming back. Okay, Oklahoma is going to BYU on November 18th. I've actually been to a game at LaBelle Edwards. I was there for a a game against the University of Virginia, Kevin, which was the – it felt like I was sitting on the face of the sun. It was a whiteout, which also magnified the sun's rays. And BYU as a fan base might be a little wider than other fan bases. So also that also ma- – it was a complete whiteout <laughs> is what I'm saying. And you're looking at – Joe's laughing. Joe nearly died. All right? Joe had a nacho box on his head to try to avoid getting sunburned. It was insane. Great game, great environment. Joe, tell Oklahoma fan, especially this year who's making the trip, what we need to do, how what a road trip looks like to Provo. I don't know, many places to eat. You look like you eat. What what do you think? I think the first thing you need to understand is bring the cold weather, cold weather gear. So November eighteenth is, is not going to be warm. Will this be the opposite of the Virginia game? It'll be attended? opposite. You might feel like okay. you're on one of the poles, North Pole, or something. But it'll be cold. It'll be fun, uh, and it'll be packed. A lot of good places to eat around Provo. Uh, there's a place called Guru's, a little quick joint. And two restaurants I'd recommend is a place called Communal and one called Black Sheep Cafe, which is sort of Native American food elevated, um, both in downtown Provo. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of fun things to look for. And if you want to spend a little extra time and head up into the mountains, you can have a lot of t- good times up there, too. Um, and we're close to Salt Lake. Do we have, uh, will we have NBA basketball by then, Kevin? We'll, be, we'll have NBA basketball by the 18th of November, won't we? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So we we'll can check out, yeah. Time. Yeah. We can check out the jazz. Listen, Salt Lake, I can attest to this is it, it's a great city. The whole, the whole area has got a great vibe going on. Um, Joe, uh, you had the chance to meet Barry Switzer when Oklahoma played, uh, when Oklahoma played BYU in Jerry's world for the first ever game. Do you remember the experience of meeting Barry Switzer? Oh, I remember like it was yesterday. <laughs> had some BYU gear on. I was there with my wife and my sister, and he came up and made a polygamous joke. So That's correct. That's correct. He <laughs> made a polygamous joke. And uh, your sister, my wife, is still mad at Barry Switzer for that joke. But I got to tell you, it occurred at Rudy's. He was nice enough to talk to us for five or five or six minutes before he made the joke. So I'm going to give him a pass. 
but that's awesome, dude. That was that was a great. You got us back the next day, right? I mean, come on. You knocked out Sam Bradford, ruined our season, ruined everything, and uh, so I, I don't. I think you should take the joke and be happy. No, I did. I, it was part of the experience. <laughs> I'll tell All you right. though. I read that Texas leaving to the SEC will be the only the only in conference rival that has a winning record will be BYU. BYU is four and one against Texas. So listen, whatever happens, those last year, two games, and I think didn't Taysom Hill have. Uh, pretty severe knee injury in between the two games, if I remember correctly. He did. He comes back off a torn ACL and still runs for 300 yards. He got our defensive coordinator, Manny D, fired. That's how good he was in that game. <laughs> I'll tell you, I know that Texas and Oklahoma, it seems like, are excited for the SEC, and but I'll, I'm glad we have a year together. Uh, yeah, we well, first of all, we talk about it a lot on this podcast, Joe. We are excited about the SEC, but I don't know if you can tell. We're actually pretty excited about this schedule because Oklahoma, and we haven't talked about a lot about this. We pulled you on right at the beginning of the show, but we're getting, we're starting right out of the bat at Cincinnati, uh, Iowa State, Texas. Then we're, then we're hosting UCF, which has that, um, the Dylan Gabriel tie in it. Uh, and, and then we're, and then we're going to BYU and then closing with the, the playoff, the first ever Big 12 team to win a playoff game. We got to close at TCU. Or I guess we're hosting TCU, but we're—I mean—we're excited about this schedule. Oklahoma gets three new teams, two new road game, or two new home games. Uh, Texas fan, are you fired up about this schedule? Oh yeah, absolutely. It's always nice to play new teams, right? And I'm very relieved that we don't have to play Oklahoma State. So yeah, it's, it's a huge win. Uh, Joe, we'll leave you with this. Um, you're almost—you're okay. So you graduated from BYU Law, correct? Right. But your actual alma mater is Southern Utah University. They play BYU on the 9th of September. Uh, so that's going to be a hot game. That will be the face of the sun. Hopefully it's a whiteout and y'all are miserable. Um, what can you say about the, the T-Birds going up against the Cougars on September 9th? I'll tell you, it's the only time I ever cheer against BYU is when the T-Birds come to town. So I'm excited for that. I know that you know the problem with FCS schools like Southern Utah, you get good and your coach gets hired away. And so you you go through ups and downs all the time. So SU is back in a rebuilding mode, but I'm excited for what they are going to do. I don't think they're going to be able to beat BYU, but I'm excited to see that game. Uh, okay, Real, and then we'll leave you with this. I said one last one. Here's the last one. Now you've got this whole new schedule, including SUU, which is going to be personal to you guys. So you've got this whole new schedule, SUU. And you've only had a couple hours to look at this. What – are you going to make some road trips up either up? Cause you don't actually live in Provo, right? You live in Northern Arizona. What road trips are you going to make up to Provo? And are you going to make any road trips uh, on the road to follow BYU this year? I've got to get to that Oklahoma game. I would like to go to the Texas game, given that Texas is, I don't know if I have another chance and I've heard Stillwater is awesome college town to see a, a game. So I'd like to make that one, even though it's late in the season. Um, Stillwater is an awesome town to see a game and Mike Gundy will be guaranteed to do something really weird. So you'll be, you'll get the whole experience. You'll get the whole thing. Uh, Joe, thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you, uh, to BYU fan for joining the conference and giving us something to talk about for the next, at least, at least one more year. We'll see how many more years we're stuck in this pitiful pit hole. Here's the deal, Joe. The only angst that we have is the, is the officiating. We have got – this schedule did not screw us, did it, Kevin? No. We were surprised. 
I don't know if you, we shared this stat with you, but this is just something to look forward to for BYU fan uh, when it comes to officiating. Oklahoma had, as on offense, no, on defense, when Oklahoma was on defense, they only had one holding call called against the other team on the offensive line the entire season. One, Joe. Texas, how many was it for your two? Uh, two. Two holding calls against Texas's defensive line. It, it, it is infathomable. You look at our basketball schedule. I don't know how this turned into an officiating rant, Kevin. I'm sorry to go off the rails, but that's all right. I don't even know how this turned into an officiating rant. For the very first time since conference play started against Alabama, the number two team in the country in basketball, we had an equal number of fouls called against us. It was the first time we'd made the bonus in the first half in the entire conference play. Let that sink in. The first time you make the, 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 the bonus in an entire half, I, I don't know, whatever. Well, at least it's not the Pac-12. It could get worse. Well, yeah, it could get worse, and you'd have to go up against Lincoln Riley and hang out with that douche. So, hey, on that <laughs> note, Joe, thanks for jumping on. We're going to get you on. Uh, this has been great, man. We're going to get you on when Texas, uh, when you all visit Texas, and, of course, when Oklahoma comes down. Say hi to all the BYU fans. Make sure you share. Share uh, this podcast with them and tell them to like and subscribe. Thanks, Joe. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks, Joe. How about that? A guest, a guest on the Boomer Bebo podcast on yeah, scheduled man, release go. date. Yeah, a BYU fan. Huh, Joe. Day. We did not talk about his football career. He was a big time defensive lineman. He was a big time really? defensive lineman. Yeah, he had got invited. Uh, he got invited to some training camps after he graduated, but uh, chose. Chose to go to law school instead. So, really, uh, really impressive. Now he's like, dude, he's like an attorney for the city of Prescott, Arizona. Like the city attorney. Which, all that does, it, it says a couple things. One, yes, it's impressive that you're the city. But now that, like, we're getting older, you know, and you start realizing that just normal guys, Joe, super smart guys, but still they're just kind of like normal, are like the people that run stuff. It's impressive and yet makes you wonder how the heck we're going to like survive running stuff. You know what I mean? I don't know about that. Yeah. It's just, no. Yeah. We're not prepared um, for that at all. To talk a little more about the university of Texas's schedule real quick. Let's talk about who you're not playing. You are not playing Oklahoma state, a team you specifically asked not to play last night. You're not playing West Virginia. You're not playing the two new schools, Cincinnati and UCF. Um, I think the OSU is a win for you guys, but I don't, I think missing out on playing West Virginia while they're down is probably, you know, probably not at least in terms of a, a, an easier game, something that you're going to miss doing. Yeah, not at all. Not at all. I mean, it would be an easy win this year because they are totally, totally rebuilding. Right. Oklahoma state, man, it doesn't matter how bad they are. They always seem to find a way to beat Texas. We always seem to screw that game up and Gundy, despite him, making weird calls. They just find a way to beat Texas no matter what. So, yeah, I'm glad not to be playing them this year, even though it means we do have to go to Houston, which we talked about Texas wouldn't <laughs> want to do. But, hey, I'll take that, man. It's fine. We'll have we'll have half the stadium anyway. So, Dude, you I'm, might have. I don't know. You, um, yeah, you probably will, right? Um, yeah. It's, it's crazy to think about, though, that – that you have to go to Houston. I mean, that's just odd. Uh, uh, 
but look at who you do play. You, you're at Baylor. You host Kansas. You host, uh, you know, OU's in the Cotton Bowl on uh, traditional date. I'm, I'm really I'm glad they didn't move that date and try to do anything weird with that. That would, yeah. Even if it would have moved to like whatever the other date is for the fair, it would have just bugged me. That's the weekend. Yeah, that's when yeah, we play. You can't mess with that. Yeah, nope. you can't mess with that. Yeah. Um. Then you you have to follow OU at Houston. Then you're hosting BYU. I got to tell you, the BYU game is to Joe's point earlier when he was talking about that 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 in and outflow of of players. They're just always a question mark because the problem is when they do bring in good players or when they bring in players, they're typically older. They're typically more mature, and so they bring yeah, the grown men. Kind of, they're mid-20s. grown men. They're grown men. They have families. So it's just it's it's an interesting dynamic that they can bring some dudes in that you're like, okay, first of all, we didn't see this guy on any recruiting board, and then he's 21, 22, 23 years old, and it's just a different level of player. So I think they're down right now. We talked about them losing their quarterback. But dude, they got a quarterback that had played yeah, at USC. Keegan Slovis has talent. Yeah, he played yeah. at USC and then transferred to Pitt. So he's got talent, right? Um, you got. I do think it's interesting that you're playing all the Texas schools. I think that that was probably a deal breaker, maybe in the Big Twelve headquarters, or at least maybe even with the state of Texas, that you were going to play all the state of the Texas schools, right? Yeah. Um, that makes sense. You you're at TCU at Iowa State and you close with Texas Tech. What do you think about potentially the last game being played by Texas in the Big Twelve is Texas Tech? Is that somehow fitting? Oh yeah, it's very fitting, man. But they're building something with Joey McGuire. I thought they did a he did a really good job last year. Yeah, they were in every game. Every game they were in. Yeah. So yeah, it's nice to be getting out so we don't have to deal with them anymore as they continue to build their program. Like I said, I thought he did a great job last year. And even with multiple quarterbacks, they had a really good season. Um, switching over to Oklahoma, we opened Big 12 play at Cincinnati. So it is a road trip right off the bat. Um, one of the new schools, again, I'm kind of happy we don't have Luke Fickle to kind of worry about. I mean, hope, hopefully they're sure. in a trans- yeah, hopefully they're in a transition period, at least in terms of um, I mean, sure, I want to yeah, I want a good game. I don't want a good game, Kevin. I want to go to Cincinnati and beat them 55 to 7. You know what I mean? Like let's let's get this. Yeah. I, I, I would like to let everybody know who the big dogs are in this conference. Um, so no, I don't I don't hope for a competitive game. Uh Iowa State, Texas, of course, and then you're hosting UCF, Central Florida, which I think is pretty cool for Dylan Gabriel. I think that's kind of yeah. a uh, you know, it's a it's a good storyline. It's a full circle game. Yada yada yada. I don't know. I I think that they, he probably has some good vibes from that school from everything we've heard. Um, and so I think that's pretty cool. And then Kansas at Oklahoma State. So that stayed on the schedule. West Virginia at BYU. That's the third of the new schools. We're not playing Houston. Um, and then we close at TCU. I got to tell you, man. It'll be nice to know what TCU is before we have to play them. Yeah, you got them right at the beginning. You're like, oh, no, this we have TCU team is pretty good. Yeah, yeah no, exactly. Last year. Yeah, last year you're like, yeah. oh, this TCU team, this might be Even, something serious. I, 
Yeah, even if it's from just like a fan perspective, like we were, I was totally caught off guard by how good TCU was, right? It just, yeah. I mean, maybe the coaches were, maybe they weren't. Yes, Gabriel got hurt. It doesn't matter. We were going to lose that game. We were, they were the better team. So there's just a vibe. You know, you look at this schedule. I don't know. By the time we play Texas, we'll know what you guys are. Um, because you'll have Baylor, you'll have Baylor in Kansas. You know, we'll know we'll know who y'all are. And then well, of course you're gonna have Alabama. We didn't even talk about that in your non-con. I mean, your the strength of your schedule is gonna be really, really good depending on how some of these players, some of these teams end up. But um, yeah. otherwise, for Oklahoma, not playing Kansas State. You got your wish not to play Oklahoma State. I got my wish not to play Kansas State. It's like the Big 12 was listening to the Boomer Bebo podcast. And they clearly were. Of course they did. I appreciate it. I was surprised not to play Texas Tech. I don't know why. They had to pick somebody. But it's not Tech. No Texas Tech. No Baylor. And then the only new school we're not playing is Houston. Um, it's going to be weird not to play Texas Tech. I hate Texas Tech. We've talked about this. They're awful fans. Um, I, I know some people like going to Lubbock. I hated it the two times no. that I've been. I think it's uh, I think it's gross, and the wind blows all the time, and it smells, and I don't like Texas Tech, so I'm not going to miss that game. Baylor, whatever. They were kind of an upstart, but, I, you know, I don't know. Um, anyway, I don't know, man. I think it's a pretty fun schedule. What do you, I mean, what yeah, are no, any other thoughts on it? Me too. That, that game against Cincinnati for you guys, that's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. It's going to be your first real road test. I mean, you play at Tulsa. That's going to be a home game. You're going to have half the stadium at least uh, for that. But, yeah, at Cincinnati, man, it'll be fun to see how you guys do perform on the road like that in that game. Well, they're going to be so, – and they're going to be fired up, man. I mean, think about, yeah, think about these – yeah, I I mean, think about – I mean, we joke about you having to go to Houston, but Houston's going to be fired up to play Texas. Absolutely. And it's, remember, Dana Hogerson is their coach. You know, yeah. so I mean, he's got experience coaching against that. He's he's beat us a few times. He was at West Virginia, so oh, dude, it, it's gonna that, be fun, man. I I don't want to like completely just bring this up just to be mean, but remember that West Virginia game where they beat y'all, and he had the opportunity to go for two. Oh yeah, Will Greer at the end. Yeah, Will Greer and 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 Dana Holgerson. My favorite scene from Dana Holgerson was. He asks Will Greer, like, what do you want to do? And Will Greer says, let's go for it. And he goes, well, then let's F and go for it. But they caught him on screen just say, let's F and yeah. do it. You know? I was like, I love that. I got me fired up. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was lost. fun. Yeah. Um, was, uh... He had some good – yeah, he had some good teams. Houston's going to be a good team. I'm kind of happy, to your point, I'm kind of happy not to have to play Houston because that's one of those teams you don't know how good they're going to be. You know? Right. And it's a no-win situation, right? You beat Houston, it's like, well, yeah, it's Houston. But if you lose to Houston – it's like, oh my god, y'all lost to Houston. Is just, yeah. That's that's how that UCF from that game. that's how that UCF game is going to be for us. It's going to be the same thing. Correct. We're gonna, we're supposed to beat UCF. Um, and look, they're a good team, man. You talked about this on the last episode, but um, Gus Malzahn, man, he's a good coach and, and he recruits well. So they're gonna have dudes. I haven't had time to look at the it, based on how they did last year, how teams did last year. It looks like most of Oklahoma's games are spread out. But as we know, as the as the as the season develops, it's you tend to get a stretch of games. Remember, Texas had that stretch of games where you played 
K-State, Oklahoma State, and TCU, right? And you knew if you came out the other end of it, you were going to be in great shape. But you lost, you lost two of them. Text Oklahoma, we all thought it was going to be at the end of the season when we played Baylor and Iowa State and Oklahoma State. And that, that really wasn't the meat of the schedule. You know, the meat of the schedule no. was K-State, TCU, Texas. And nobody expected Correct. that. Nobody. And so no. it's just going to – Especially with yeah, TCU. I mean, no one expected TCU. Uh, no. Well, yeah, I mean, they snuck up on everybody, including Michigan. The only team they didn't sneak up on was Georgia. <laughs> Correct. Uh, dude, man, I am fired up. I, I, I hope, uh, I hope folks that are listening or are paying attention, they're fired up. Um, I hope you enjoyed this special schedule release episode. Um, it's just a quick hitter to kind of get us all fired up. Uh, make sure you're sharing the Boomer Bevo podcast with your friends, Texas fans, Oklahoma fans. Kevin, where else can they hear us? Anywhere you can find a podcast, and of course on YouTube. Absolutely. And again, another big thanks to Joe Young, BYU law grad, for filling us in on how BYU fan is thinking about this season. We're looking forward to having him on some more, uh, especially when we play uh, BYU, a conference opponent in 2023. Kevin, great show. And uh, we'll talk to you here next week before the Super Bowl and get it uh, get it all pumped up. Boomer. Welcome. Okay.